Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen to the Medicine Ball Podcast where we focus on giving your brain a six pack by exercising your mind. Now exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training practice and work now i'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort and who doesn't prefer things that are easy well the first step my friends can be very easy and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view which in itself will increase your curiosity in life now exercising your mind won't give you all the answers you will however begin to look at things with more peace understanding and patience while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life now before we go any further i'm no doctor no psychiatrist no psychologist i have however been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years and to be honest i got to a point in my life where i was looking at the person i was becoming versus the person i wanted to be and that among other things required me to look at my mental health responsibly so whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it it doesn't matter maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips tricks and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life pull up a seat kick up your feet this is your family man welcome home no judgment zone this week's episode episode 501 have you heard the one about life Let's get into it. Yo, 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 Medicine Ball family. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to a new season. I know it's been a while. It's been longer than previously anticipated. We're going to get into all of that on this week's episode, man. I'm going to update y'all with a bunch of stuff. We're going to talk about what we're going to do this season, and um, we're going to go from there, all right? So uh, this season, and if you've been following me, you know, well, let me shout out all the tags. First of all, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. You can follow me at Medicine Ball LS and the number three. That's all together. Medicine Ball LS3. Uh, the website, www.medicineballls3.com. Go check out the website. We have merchandise. Wisdom. There's an app called Wisdom that's like clubhouse-ish without the drama. So it's a forum where I actually uh, go in and talk to an audience. It's a room full of people. I ask questions. I engage them. Medicine Ball LS3 on that. Some of y'all are Mamba fans. So let me go ahead and shout him out. Mamba's starting to get popular as well. That, T-H-A-T-G-U-Y-M-A-M-B-A. That guy, Mamba. Go follow him. I may start linking my pet cam that I had to get uh, get him, but that's another story. You know what I mean? Uh, go follow the groups. Go uh, subscribe. Go check out the website. Uh, newsletter. I'm going to make a, consent, a, a hard effort to get this newsletter organized because, um, and I'm about to piggyback into the YouTube and all of that off of this newsletter, but um, we're going to talk about a lot of this this season, but I, I think comparison and a lack of contentment 
with us all is something that can be our biggest adversity. I think I told very, it's not even a thing. I know I told very early on, maybe season one, season two, a story about Metallica and Megadeth and the original members and how even though both of them went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, you know, one of them sold millions of copies, he couldn't get over it because he saw his, the uh, Lather, Metallica, the old band he was with. Go check out the episode, man. They sold hundreds of millions of copies. With all of that to say, I've been doing a lot of comparison and it has been tedious, especially if you've been following me just like trying to figure out like what route I want to go, right? So the newsletter and these places that I'm giving you guys to follow me, man, we trying to make it. I just added a new page, by the way. Um, Medicine Ball Group. No, it's Medicine Ball Page. Medicine Ball Page. That's on Instagram. And it's going to link to the Medicine Ball Group on Facebook. But instead of hitting myself over the head, like, yo, how am I going to approach it? I figured like, yo, why don't I cater to my audience? Why don't I cater to the people who follow me? See what they like and built it up from there. So I really want y'all to like, you know, it's a call to action, um, especially going into this. And we're going to talk about it because there's a lot of stuff coming. But it's just like it's, it's a better way for me to figure out how I could get the content to the people who are actually listening. It's no reason with me. And let this be a lesson to y'all, too. It's no reason for me to be stressing out and hit myself over the head and putting all this stuff um, that I want to do up against myself. If it's not even effective and the people who are supporting me don't even care about that. Right now, for the bigger plan, I know that's something I'm going to uh, have to continue to progress and YouTube channel. Go follow me there. Uh, that's under Lorenzo Scott the Third. But um, I am uploading more videos. I have a ton of videos that I have just not made on private. I have a ton of footage that I've actually gotten onto my computer from my trip. Um, and it's coming, you all. All right. It took me a while to get this season going. And we're going to talk about it because this season is going to have a lot to do with self-development, forgiveness, contentment, and things of those. Main thing, self-development, right? It took a while. Uh, a lot of you guys know, you know, the passing of my grandmother. <laughs> Even with that, like, I thought I was able, with me being Mr. Medicine Ball, able to get over that quickly. Man, I'm starting to figure out that it took me, like, damn near eight months to just be all right. You know, um, dealing with jobs, you know, being a leader, right? Being responsible for other people. And let's just get into it, man. Uh, have you heard the one about life? Have you heard the one about life? So uh, being somebody who's diagnosed with bipolar disorder and who's been kind of cynical of therapist uh, for this reason, let me go ahead and get into something that I think is important, not just in therapy, but in life. I, I, so let me let me paint the picture for you. Um, and I'm going to try to do this without using too many statistics, but just know I did the research, right? So a majority of people who may need therapy or have trauma or those type of experience are most likely from the minority side due to demographics, environments, things of that nature, right? So say, for instance, you're an African-American male who was born in a household with a single mother, um, no father. Uh, you were an athlete, so you got a college scholarship more so off your athletic skills. So you did have go to college. You get out, you know, I don't know, maybe the athletics didn't work out. So you just get a regular job in management or something like that. And, you know, at this point, you're a single African-American male with no kids, no wife in today's society, right? You need therapy. You go to the therapist. Your therapist, right? 
She grew up, she, right? And it's not a gender thing, but just follow me. Grew up in a household with both parents. Um, they had a little bit better finances, but she wasn't athletic. So she went to college, but she went to college more so off of her knowledge and her educational skills rather than athletic. So she did go to college. She graduated. She got a degree in therapy, right? Boom. She graduates. She gets married, right? She has kids. Her partner came from a good family as well. And that's your therapist. I don't care how much education you've had. I don't care. And there are, of course, exceptions, but they be rare. But it's just like, it's going to be hard for those people to relate to one another. Right? And um, especially if you're a thinker, a perceptive person, it's going to be hard to walk into that and somebody who's supposed to help you, you look at the, and y'all got nothing in common outside of the reason that y'all are there. Right? All of that to say, when I stepped into this medicine ball thing, right, and I remember it vividly, like, and and that's what we're going to go into. We're going to talk about this this season. It's, it's about self-development. That's the thing behind this season, right? When I went into this, and in retrospect, I could see how these things are things that, you know, successful or focused or disciplined people just do that were instilled in me. A lot of things were instilled in me. And if you're somebody who is reasonably successful or, you know, on a certain level of intellect, then you go read a book like, like 48 Laws of Power or Habits of Success, Highly Successful People, you're probably going to find out before you had that knowledge, there are certain things that those things tell you to do, that those books or ideas that they tell you to do that are probably instilled in you such as willpower right such as um not willing to give up resiliency right things of that nature so when i first sat down and started doing all this development on myself because that's what it was i I wrote out like what i wanted to do and i've read a ton of books how the senior like y'all gotta go back and listen to the seasons because i reference pretty much all of these books that didn't get me to where I was, but just kind of help guide the way and help me continue to be more self-aware of what's going on and um, develop myself, right? And I wrote down, what do you want? Uh, my, my character goals, right? And it was like, one of the things was like, what do you want people to say about you? Now, I realize now in retrospect, being a leader and me asking other people trying to help them develop that, that you got to be a certain person before you can even ask that question because society is going to tell you, like, I don't care what nobody think about me. You better care what they think about you if you're trying to go in there and get a business loan. You better care what they think about you if you want to get some real money or some endorsement or financial stability. You better care what people think. You, you feel what I'm saying? So it's just like that's the immature. And if you're new to the show, you might be in a peanut gallery if that's how you think it. Right. We exercise our mind there. But I said, what do I want people to think about me, right? And I talk about this all the time, and I tell people this all the time when I coach them. Me personally, I wanted people to say that I was knowledgeable, that I was patient, that I was empathetic, right? Stuff you see in the movie, it sound good. The second part was me realizing that the things that I want people to say about me that are dope like that, yo, it's hard as hell to get them. It's a lot of work to be that. For somebody to say, yo, you patient, knowledgeable. You got to, you got, you, man, you got to take the high road a lot. You got to be humble a lot. Right? So when I developed that and I started to uh, put those things down and I, you know, of course, God and my faith is involved in that. I knew that I had a righteous cause. I knew that my gifts were, and this is all stuff that we go identify through this to help y'all. And um, 
one of the biggest things I think is development, right? All of that to say development. So when I stepped into this role and people started asking me for real questions and taking my advice, I realized, yo, it's important that I don't start feeling myself. And I think a lot of times as humans, we're entitled. And my grandmother, rest in peace, and she was just like, it is crazy because I used to think some of the stuff my grandmother said was like mean or grumpy, but some of it was real. And I remember her saying to me like, yo, people always like, yo, God, why me? God, why me? And my grandmother used to be like, yo, why not you? Right? Why not you? So while I was licking my wounds and trying to get back to medicine ball, trying to help people effectively, trying to develop them, I struggle as well. I got in my depressed slumps. I'm still fighting through one as I transition through some seasons in my life. And I'm not going to get too spiritual on y'all on this episode because I know it's some new listeners but there's a scripture that I reference all the time about considering it pure joy when you have trials of many kinds right so let me put in layman's terms for y'all if you don't go through nothing how can you understand it to even be able to talk and help people about it if I if I can't go through losing my grandmother how can I speak to somebody when they call me and be like I lost a loved one Trey like what can I do if I don't deal with getting turned down opportunity for a job or for my business, how can I deal with it? If I don't deal with difficult people or relationships or family members, how can I learn from it in order to be able to help people effectively? So I had to step back and realize like, and this is another thing, man, we got to be careful, especially those of us who are spiritual. We be asking God for stuff, right? Yo, God, can I just have this business? <laughs> Yo, God, can I just be successful? Yo, can I find a spouse? We're going to talk about that. Yo, what's up? With, can, can I be somebody people look upon to, to, to mentor, right? And then when he give it to us, we, we ain't think it through. And so now we be complaining about the very same thing that we wanted. So I had to realize, bro, you being selfish. You wanted to do this medicine ball stuff. Yeah, it's getting serious, and as God continues to give you opportunities, you level up, and you join almost hit 10,000 followers, and people is really asking you stuff, and you getting invited to award shows in different countries and stuff. Bruh, you got to go to the next level. You got people who are asking you deeper questions that you're not going to be able to answer because you haven't experienced it. Furthermore, when I do experience these things, and we're going to talk about this, depending on where you are, Sometimes it's okay to embrace adversity and even cause it because it shake you up. It knocks you out of being comfortable and it causes a new habit and a pattern change. It causes you to go to the next level if you can look at it the right way and from the right point of view and not just lick your wounds. Me personally, I can see things in my life that have happened to me previously repetitively and this time I see some things happen similarly, but I know what the difference is. My difference is my, my, my faith and my belief. God believes in testing. You're going to get tested. But anyway, before I ramble too much on that, all of this to say, um, it, it took me a while to realize. It took me to, with people I trusted in, getting deeper with God, you know, stepping back, taking ultimate accountability. You know what I mean? Forgiving myself. For me to get to a point to realize, bro, this is really bigger than you. If you want to do this medicine ball thing, 
if you want to talk to people about mental health and motivate people, humbly, I've, I'm in a situation to where like I have people that I lead who say things about me that I would never post, but it's some of them things I ask for. And yeah, I, it's, it's dope for people to say, you're, you know, you're a good leader, you're a motivator and all of that. But I just think about all the work it takes for you to get there. So I'm excited to come into this season and I'm going to give you guys more and more um, because I have just like, and again, it's a slippery slope because when you run into a bunch of stuff, like depending on your beliefs, you either about to level up or you're going to be at the same stage. Is it in you or is it on you? I tell this to my team all the time, people I coach and people I, I, I lead, bro. Like it's either in you or it's on you that quitting part, right? Like, I know one thing about me before I quit, man, it's like Super Saiyan. I'm going to get that last little burst to be like, nah, I refuse. So as we get into this one, you know, and I'm letting you guys know just like a little, just a little bit about where I've been. I don't want to spill the beans because I want to have it be out on this season. I think it's important to share with you all that I'm not somebody just out here winging it. I'm not somebody out here who's perfect. I'm not somebody out here who doesn't experience adversity. I'm not somebody out here just skating through life easily. I, I just am able to, you know, sometimes deal with a little bit better because I realize that if my mindset's not right, I'm going to miss the lesson. And the lesson is not only important for me, but it's important to share with y'all. So um, I, I spoke about this on the Wisdom app, but I want to get back to my trip and relating it to self-development, more about what this season is about and keep it moving along. I know I rambled a lot, but as I mentioned to somebody else, um, this podcast, you know, I started it with a lot of ambition to help others, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized, you know, uh, as I got into it, that it's actually therapy because it uh, helps me talk about it as well. Right. So, boom, let me go back to the end of season four. If you didn't know what was going on, like I mentioned, I drove across country, took my dog. I mentioned the adversities that had started then, and boy, oh boy, did I know. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going to fast forward to after I ended season four and just living out there in a new environment. So, um, you know, <laughs> I realized, like, and I've traveled, but it's a difference between going on a vacation for somewhere for a week and going somewhere and actually even if it's a vacation for a month or 30 days or more, you really get to experience what life is like. And I'm going to give you three, I like threes, examples and lead them into, you know, have you heard the one about life? And we're going to keep this thing going. All right. Now, side note, um, <laughs> as I juggle, I'm one person. You know what I mean? I saw this post somewhere and I don't say this as like, I don't need anybody else, but as I develop, it's, it's me doing a lot of the legwork when it comes to everything from music production. You know, I have uh, vocal uh, acting opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of people have asked me about beats. I've been making beats, but as this season progresses and I change my seasons and my habits and get back in the swing of things, I will start, you know, um, interjecting newer beats into the uh, segments and branch them together because, you know, I am a producer for those of y'all who are just now listening and don't know anything about it behind the scenes. But I've had people, and y'all, I ain't knocking it, but I have people hit me up, man, and they be like, yeah, yeah, the mental health is cool, but yo, who made that beat? So, um, and as I continue to go along, for now, some of the episodes will have segments with beats, and some of them I'm just going to go all the way through, all right? So, boom. 
so we back up in, like I said, Washington, and uh, you never really realize things, and this is kind of what opened me up to, uh, you know, as I continue to grow, like how different things are. So we not even, you know, and I'll talk about it in other contexts, but we're not going to talk about right now, just like the driving patterns of the different states, bro. <laughs> right? Because I like, so, but let's start there, right? So I'm in Georgia and I'm on the east side of Georgia. Anybody who's lived here and know anything about it, man, Highway 20 is ridiculous. And I feel like just from me driving on the expressway, my average speed is at least 70 miles per hour. Right. So when we get to when I get to why, because I explained the story, but, you know, we're driving because, you know, my, my frat brother lives there and we're going through the traffic. And that was like one of the first things I noticed, like, yo, these folks we talking about, they got traffic, bro. They got like three or four lanes. And unless you play Grand Theft Auto, where like you're in one side, you start off in the city and it's not until you progress through the game. You unlock other characters and other missions that be like across the map, but it's a whole different world, right? That's what it's like. Even the expressways, bro, I kid you not, man. Go Google it, man. Yo, you get off the expressway and you be like in somebody's subdivision. Like you be straight on the surface street. Like here in Georgia, it's like darn I can't name, bro, I don't, I can't. It's not many exits where you get off the expressway and there's not a light right there and some gas stations, right? Bro, that joint is few and far between. The other thing is their maximum speed limit, and I drove all over Washington and into Oregon, you know, just to get the nature view because it's beautiful there. But the highest I seen was 60 miles per hour posted. So they be pushing like 65. And I want to be careful about this. They not a southern state like Texas, Georgia, or Florida. So their laws when it comes to like bearing arms and certain things, they ain't the same. And you could tell by the way these folks be driving. Like now where I'm from, bro, if you honk a horn at somebody or flash your lights at somebody or something to that nature, man, you just, and I ain't promoting violence, but I just know where I'm from. You better be ready to do something, bro. These folks will follow you all the way home. You follow me? Them folks is cutting folks off, honking the horn, looking back and all of that. And I realized, oh, okay, um, yeah, it's not that here, right? So, boom, culture shock, right? So, so it is a majority of, like, I'm not going to even just say white people, but it's like black people are the minority. And let me explain what I mean in that context there. Like, and mind you, when I say there, I'm talking Washington and Oregon because where my frat brother resided was in Washington, but close enough to where you could just drive to Oregon. And um, I have friends up there that I met, et cetera, et cetera, right? So when I say minority, it's not just like black people, white people. Nah, bro. When I say minority, it's like white people, Asian people, Hawaiian people, Mexican people, Indian people, and then black people. You feel me? Right? So we go to a store, um, and I, I went into this on the Wisdom app, and they actually, I got in trouble for it. So I've since accepted that I maybe explained it the right way. But this is my platform right here. Right. So I'm going to keep it real. So they got this place called Fred Myers. Well, but pause before I go there. Right. Pause. Pause. Because I got to get Mamba in here. This is important. I said I want to do threes. So when I get to where my frat brother is staying, the first thing that I start realizing is like just in general, it must be the whole state. At least them two states, very dog friendly. And when I say dog friendly, like 
no BS. Within like eight miles, there's like six pet stores, right? It's PetSmart and Petco. They got Petco up there. And it's like Walmart and Target up there. Them joints is competing. They everywhere, right? Boom. Not only that, everywhere you go, they have those little doggy stations with the bag so you can take the bag you know and, and poop so it just lets you know like everywhere where you could go <laughs> eat shop whatever the apartments whatever whatever right so and i'm an astute person i'm not a person who thinks that like well man i don't know man i'm gonna be careful man <laughs> i could tell when somebody may not want your presence let's say that and even though in the South, like racism here, let me tell you something I respect about the South when it comes to the aspect of like racism and things of that nature. Yo, down here, they going to let you know where they stand. Like it ain't going to be no secret. If, if a white person or something don't like you as a black person, you're going to know, bro. They going to have a rebel flag or something on they. It's going to be uh, pissing on something. That little uh, bumper sticker where it's the guy peeing on something. It's going to be something you going to know. Up there, you ain't going to know. And I saw somebody put this on a post. They was like, yo, on the East Coast, people are kind, but they're not nice, right? And on the West Coast, people are nice, but they're not kind. Let me give you an example. On the East Coast, like where I'm from, if I get a flat tire, my homeboy's going to join me. Oh, big man, oh, you got a flat tire? Oh, bum flat tire, man. Get over here, man. Get out of the way. Let me change your tire, man. What, what the hell wrong with you? How you get a flat, right? Man, let me show you how to do this. Right over there, if you get a flat tire, they're gonna be like, Yo, Brian, man, I'm really sorry that happened to you. That looks unfortunate. Dag, I see you in the in the jam, man. I'm sorry for that, man. I hope you're all right. And that's it. Bars. I hope that don't go over your head. So boom. Anyway, we get to his apartment residence, and I can see the eyes because I got Mamba with me and I'm walking them. Right? And the first thing that happened is, as I'm seeing the eyes, I come across somebody in the neighborhood because it's very dog friendly. And check this out. They don't really say too much about me. They're like, they talking to the dog. They're like, well, who's the new dog in the neighborhood? Bars. I hope they don't go over y'all head, man. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you probably ain't worried about me to worry about the dog, right? Boom. Um, I'm aware of stuff going on. I see the bags. I'm not like a you know what I'm saying? I know I, I know how to read the audience. So at my crib, and I got a little bit of land, I got it to where Mamba poops along a fence line to a runoff. And, like, I keep a shovel out there. I probably don't even have to scoop it up his poop because it's so far out the way of anybody walking. But I still do it. So when I go to another state, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, where we the minority minority, and I see poop bags clearly everywhere, what y'all think I'm going to do if he poops? Right. So, boom. So they're like, yo, how's my now? Side note, his it was it was a couple. It was a guy and a girl. And that's the other thing I realized, like she was cool with me. Wink, wink. Right. But he wasn't really warm and friendly. And that was noted. So when Mamba pooped, check this out, y'all. I picked the poop up. I put it in a bag and I was real dramatic with it. I held the bag out in front with my two fingers right tied up in a knot and walked that joint to the trash can that's at the front of the neighborhood. So everybody could see me. Um, a day goes by, and my frat brother, who's older than me, and I don't even want to call him my frat brother. He's my brother, Jason. I did an episode with him. I post with him a lot. I love you, right? But he's getting older. He has a daughter now. He's on his grown man-ish, and he's kind of like nagging me. I ain't going to lie the whole trip. He giving me my dad vibes, right? So he's already grumpy, and he says something to me like, 
yo, make sure, and this is after I came in, make sure that uh, you're picking up after your dog, right? Now, I know what's up, but, you know, I'm just letting you know this is where he live. He, you know what I'm saying? I'm leaving. You know what I mean? So I get it. Long story short, he get a note, like, two days later saying, hey, residents, make sure that you're picking up your dog poop or there'll be a $50 fine. And when I walk outside his door, I kid you not, right in front of that little, it's a little patch. Y'all know how the apartment is, but it's a little patch of grass there. It's a dog dump right there. It's a dog dump right there. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let me adjust my thinking. Let me realize where I'm at. Let me realize I have to react in a political way. And I have to, you know, I had to say it when in Rome, you know what I'm saying? Do as the Romans. You can't beat the mob, bro. So at that point, I just started being even more dramatic with, uh, you know, picking up behind Mambo or whatnot. But that kind of let me know. And um, furthermore, I, I, it kind of bothered me that my frat brother would even try me like that. Now, in retrospect, and this goes into the story, I can see, like I just said, he got to live there. He got to be comfortable. I could, You feel what I'm saying? He across the country for his situation with a job there. He's not as flexible. But that kind of pissed me off when he had tried me like that because he had already been trying to get on me and he knows my relationship with my father and I look up to him, right? Parking lot that. So boom, um, we, uh, his daughter, my, I like to call her my goddaughter, but she come over, right? And um, we like, yo, let's go get, you know, because, you know, we're, we're going out there and uh, I'm realizing everybody's driving Teslas. And that's because the regular gas is like 550 a gallon. And in some areas, like I'll be I think I posted about this, like, dudes, I'll be seeing posts all the time about like, y'all, man, if you don't walk around and pump my gas, da, 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 bro, over there. Men and women in some of them areas, I think it might be Oregon in particular, they don't even know how to pump the gas. So when I parked at the gas station the first time, when my, um, I hopped down, grabbed the pump, and the dude was looking at me like I was crazy, right? But anyway, I saw a lot of Teslas, and I was like, oh, the gas is high. They have a lot of food places, and I'm not joning, but they said that area has a lot of people that's out of shape. And I can see why, because coming from Atlanta, it's not really active. It's nothing to do but nature or eat. You know what I'm saying? It's very few things to do. Um, so we was like, boom, let's go. All of that to say, we was like, let's go to the grocery store to quit spending money, you know, going out to eat. So we go to this grocery store, never been to it before. It's called Fred Myers, whatever, whatever. If you know, you know. And um, he breaks off his way with his daughter, and I break off my way. He pushing her in the cart, and we shopping, we shopping, and he's kind of grumbling about something. Man, I love this dude, but I didn't know what he was grumbling about. But anyway, we check out and we leave in the store. He's pushing a car still with her in. I'm carrying my stuff. And it's an older white man. He's like 60 or 70 years old, right? And he's following behind us as he's walking out the store. And he says to me and my friend brother, he's looking at the car. He's like, yo, where did y'all get that at? I ain't see that in the store. Where can I get one of those? And I'm looking in the car. My friend brother got some chicken in there, some salad, some juice. I'm like, the hell is he talking about? What you mean? One of what? What you mean? And he, my friend brother's like, what you mean? And he's like, no, one of those. And he pointed to my frat brother's daughter. Now, mind y'all, y'all, I've matured a lot in my growth, <laughs> in my spirituality. I've become way more emotionally disciplined. But as I mentioned earlier, bro, I'm human. So she's like three and she's like in this in this heck. And my frat brother was just talking about how like she doesn't. And I guess it's for, I don't have kids, but I guess it's for all kids, like 
when they're loving, they don't understand that like people can be strangers. They'll snatch you up, right? And I was even, I'll be trying to tell her that, right? And so I immediately saw red. Now I'm looking at this dude. He is like 70 to 80 with a John Deere hat on, right? And we in the north. So, and mind you, this is probably what got my 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 stuff kicked off the wisdom app, right? But I'm just gonna be real. I thought I'm not promoting it. I thought, bro, my first thing was like, yo, I should just clothesline this dude. Because he's so small and frail. Like I clothesline him. Like, I'm like, bro, he's gonna at least hit the ground. And and this is where I could be, this is how mad I was. This is how I'd be thinking. Cause I've taken corrupt. But anyway, I was like, he's gonna hit the ground and hurt himself. And then I even had a second evil thought. I was like, man, at the bare minimum, if I sweep his leg out from up under him, he going to hit the ground and break his hip. Because I was just that appalled. Like, what the? Like, what? Um, furthermore, I know if I was back in, G- in Georgia and that had happened. Well, before I say that, right? So after I thought those two evil thoughts, man, I had to go to medicine ball. I had to slow that joint down like the Matrix. And I looked at my frat brother, and I saw how he was looking at me. And he was had just looked like, yo, just let it go. You know what I'm saying? F him. I then went to scan the parking lot. It was no other Negroes. We in a Fred Myers. And there's a ton of people. It's like a Walmart out in the parking lot. There wasn't no Negroes in the parking lot. So then I had to, you know, get my senses right. Emotional discipline, logic overcame. Uh, my logic overcame emotion. I was like, okay, so... The headline is going to read, black men from Atlanta beat up old white man in his hometown. I was like, that's exactly what it's going to say. I don't got no witnesses out here. Now, to my point, what I was going to say is if I was in Georgia, the, the, the numbers is different. So I probably wouldn't even have to do nothing, do nothing because if somebody else was there and heard a white man say that about a black child, it would have went left. But I had to pause, think about where I was at. And I had to just forgive him, realize that I'm in a different place. I don't know what's going on. And I'm not saying it's not right. And this is what I always tell my people on my team and when I coach people, bro. A lot of times, because I feel like the world, I feel like humans are bad judges of what's right and wrong. So a lot of times in a lot of situations, in order for us to get past it, we have to look at, stop looking at what we think is what's right and what's wrong and start thinking about the goal and what we want to happen in that interaction. Bro, I'm trying to get back home. Is it really worth it over somebody I know I could probably crush just off of anger alone? So I forgave him. I let it go. Emotional discipline, right? Boom. So other things happen that I'm going to, you know, incorporate in later episodes in the season, but these three experiences, you know, the first one was with the dog poop. The second one, the dog poop and my frat slash frat brother. The second one was with this dude at the store. And the third one was with my frat brother himself. Now, I don't want to put his business out here, but he went, ac- he, he ended up there for a noble reason. And um, I say, God bless me because the organization that I did join the people who actually brought me in, the ADP and the DP, I ain't going to go too much into that, but they just like noble men. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he, he, he's a, like a, a I don't want to put his business out there, but he's in leadership, right? Enough to where they paying him to move. The other guy who brought me in, 
I think he's up right now, or he might have just won like Atlanta Hip Hop Seville, and it really shouldn't be no hip hop, but just like Samaritan of the Year type dudes, right? But he's dealing with some stuff. I hear things and I see things, but he's just kind of nagging me the whole time. And the thing that bothered me was just like, we just drove 2,800 miles. We talked about damn near everything and especially my relationship with my father. And like, it's not that you're trying to be my father, but it's just the way you're going about it is the same thing that sometimes makes me and my dad's interactions turbulent, bro. So I think at one point I had even said like, bro, the way that you, you know, say stuff, I get it, but it's hard for somebody to accept what you say when you come off as you don't make no mistakes, as you perfect. And he eventually, you know, as we was up there, told me like, yo, I appreciate that. But long story short, <clears throat> I needed to get a rental car because it was crunch time. I had my dog, bro. I had to get back home and I had to drive him. Now, through the grace of God, I work remotely. So that's a whole nother story because I'm three hours ahead of my whole team at that point. But like, I got to get back home. I got a dog, and so I have to drive. So it's tight because now I got to get a rental car and, you know, credit cards, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't have a car while I'm there. So long story short, the, the, the day of or the week of, um, because I had somebody who was going to help me drive back flying in, the day I was supposed to get the rental car, he just goes ghost. Of course, me, I'm, I make it to get the rental car. I, I handle my business. And I sent him a text message while I'm driving back about some money. And I ain't going to get too much into it, but he goes off. Bro, replace the items at my house. Now, mind you, and uh, when we talk about spiritual gifts, I'm going to get into this more because when I did my spiritual gift test, you know, one of the things it said is like, you're, I'm aware and I'm very critical of myself. So when somebody calls out something that I do wrong, I don't always acknowledge it in a way that they see I'm acknowledging. I blow past it. And it's, and I'm not going to make an excuse, right? It's something I need to work on. But the reason is because I'm ultra critical of myself. I accept stuff quicker than most because I practice it, right? Exercise my brain. So I'll I be observant. Like another thing about me is like <clears throat> I could be deceivingly my intelligence is deceiving because I've been in situations previously where people be like, man, you a know-it-all and my own insecurities about my intelligence. I know how to use it correctly and display the right amount. So I be hyper aware of bills and then I'm staying with somebody for an extended amount of time and how much money I'm giving them, et cetera, et cetera. And to be honest with you, the figure that he sent me was like $40, which he ain't tripping about. And I ain't tripping about. And I went back off on him like, yo, I'm going to tell you straight up. I told him like, yo, next time I see you, bro, we got to fight. And I said some other stuff. Now, my boom. Now, I'm back home, right? And I'm always self-development. So as I'm thinking about that and trying to understand it and looking at the things that happened around me, you know, before I left, my cousin just, you know, committed suicide. I'm still... You know, I'm getting back. It's coming up on the anniversary of my grandmother, dealing with work, et cetera, et cetera. And some just kept drawing on me to forgive him and let it go. So, you know, talking with people who hold me accountable, and um, you'll see more of them as we develop Medicine Ball and these plans and whatnot. But 
just talking to him about it and developing, I was like, bro, you know, you got to forgive, you know, right? Because, you know, I, I know that I'll be, and even when I say things on the podcast, I'm talking to myself first. So after a conversation with somebody, I just hit my, my, my frat brother up and I was like, bro, whatever I, 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 I've done or whatever I could do to make it right, I'm sorry. I love you. And this is hard for us to do, especially as men, especially as black men, as humans in general, but especially as black men to another black man. I don't know why it's so hard for us to just, number one, tell another black man sorry. Number two, tell a black man we love him. So I fought through it because it was tough, bro. I'm sorry. I love you. Fast forward. And I can't make this up. And that's what I, that's why this episode is called, Have You Heard the One About Wife? And that's why I know this, 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 this season is going to be loaded with content because I can't make this up, right? Two weeks later, after I sent him that text message, I follow him on social media. He's in Las Vegas. The next post I see a couple of days later is his car totaled out that he flipped over in the desert driving back. No cap. And I reached out to him and I was like, man, see, this is why I said it ain't worth it, bro. I love you. And so as we start this season of Medicine Ball and this episode in self-development, there, there, there's something that's common amongst those three examples that I gave you that had to do with my life and me incorporating into the episode is forgiveness, right? It's going to be very, very hard for, for some people to hear, but I hope it helps. First person you have to forgive before you even go to dealing with the other people who have damaged you is yourself. Yo, forgive yourself. And I'm speaking from a person who's going through it and always, you know, working on it. We be so hard on ourselves and our failures and the expectations that we set for ourselves that we live in that moment. And when it comes to spiritual beliefs and how I know God deal with me, God don't want you to live in the past. He wants you to learn from it. And until you forgive situations or specifically yourself, you can't even start to become the best version of yourself, let alone mere relationships with others. You have to forgive yourself for your failures and your mess ups and, and the things you've gotten yourself into. Because if you don't, you're going to miss the lesson and God retests. And you don't want to be 70 taking the same test. The second part of that is once you forgive yourself, you can work on forgiving others. Right? Now, let me, let me elaborate on that a little bit more. Because we, we cop out as people. Forgiving others don't mean you sitting there by yourself like, yo, I forgive that person for what they did. Nah, you need to make an effort either through actions and love showing your forgiveness or just straight up and down. Tell them you forgive them. Yeah, you got to take that next step. Because most of my demographic and people in general, I don't care what you label yourself as religiously, but you have some type of religious belief. And all of those religious beliefs are founded in some type of love for something other than yourself. And I don't want to get on my pedestal, but 
the thing that I always tell people who listen to medicine balls, if you don't have some type of religious belief, none of my tactics and strategies will work because they're not going to make sense. So when I say that you got to love people and forgive people, not because they deserve it, but because the big guy loved and forgave you, regardless of your transgressions and iniquities, you got to stand on that. It's not always about being right and wrong. It's about doing what's right. And it's hard, but just like anything else, if you want to get better at something you suck at, you got to fail first and then you get better. You have to honestly forgive. And before we go into any more of this, you know, building and in this uh, season, we're going to talk about contentment, focus, discipline, willpower, um, strategies, introspect, self-reflection. But all of this is founded on this forgiveness thing. And it's not just tied to people. You have to forgive failed opportunities. Right? Failed situations, failed relationships, failed finances. You have to forget that. Because you're not going to be able to develop and get better. Because if you don't forgive it, you won't be able to get the lesson out of it that's needed in order to take you up. All right? So I want y'all to practice forgiveness in two ways. And I, y'all know how I get down bonus points. I'm going to give y'all one right now. I want y'all to forgive me for not putting my all into medicine ball. And I've made a lot of excuses. Oh, I need to spend more time with my team. I need to spend more time on other apps. I need to spend more time developing and coaching people in real life. And one thing that I realize about opportunities, especially if God gives them to you, but in general, like, he won't continue to keep providing you with them. He won't continue to let the door be open. You have to take some effort and you have to step out on yourself. You have to take an initiative. And it starts with forgiveness. If you're a believer, bruh, he, not, he can't work with you, right? He can't use you to advance his kingdom if you hold on to grudges and whatnot. And guess what? Sometimes forgiveness ain't a, ain't a one-time thing. You might have to forgive daily and, and, and depending on what you're dealing with or who you're dealing with, you might forgive somebody. You got to deal with them next day. They annoy you. You might have to continually do it. But forgiveness is what I want to base this on. So forgive me for it. Right. Because I know like God has continuously put every single excuse that I have made. He has debted it, whether it be financially, equipment wise, relationships, knowledge or skill. So I challenge y'all first two times this week to forgive. One, start off by forgiving me. And you can forgive me by following me on all my platforms, reaching out to me, right? Two, man, even if it's a text message, a phone call, a letter, or just speaking to the person or the situation, forgive it. Do not cop out. If it's too easy, if you're if it's deep, if you have something you or something or somebody you need to forgive, and it, and you do it too easily with no effort, and you ain't really forgive them. It's gonna come back. All right, I ain't gonna hold y'all, man. We got a lot to go through this season. I'm gonna continue to develop. I will be uh, releasing a short and a snippet in relation to self development. Uh, the first one's gonna have to do with forgiveness. Please follow me, like, subscribe, share, follow Mamba. I love y'all. Go forgive somebody. We back, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Until next week, stay up. I love y'all. Yeah, yeah.